Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Lucas. Back again, another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders. And today, another one of our special episodes related to another release by Airbnb. This time it's the 2023 summer release. So those of you that are subscribers and are getting notifications that we got new episodes coming out, you knew this one was coming. We're going to post this one ahead of some other ones we recorded. Um, get it out to you as quick as possible while it's still relevant. Uh, what do we got here, Lucas? This was out, what, May 3rd? So we're four days into this? Yeah, about four accurate? days into yeah, this. May 3rd. And uh, we're recording this episode on May 7th. So should we be apologizing for our tardiness or is this okay? <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. I think we're quick <laughs> enough. <laughs> okay, so Airbnb is claiming 50 new features, over 50 new features and upgrades based on our feedback from our community. So guys, uh, hosts, future hosts, um, potentially guests who are listening, uh, they're listening to us. They keep telling us that they love our feedback. And I, I will defend them here. Uh, I'll be an apologist. Um, there there has been, over the years that I've been a host, there has been some changes in these releases that I, I feel like are directly related to things that I hear complaints about. Would you agree with that, Lucas? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. So, like, we're, we're in message boards. You all know that. We're on Facebook message boards and so forth. And we, we hear other hosts, we listen to their complaints, and we've had episodes about some of those topics. And I, I feel like Airbnb has got to, like a clandestine department like in those groups as well. <laughs> and they're listening in, and that's good. That's good. Um, they have other means of directly hearing from hosts. I mean, obviously, people can tweet them. People can message them. People can call the help centers, you name it. Um, is there anything I'm missing there, Lucas? Is there another way you can reach them if you're a host to complain or, or suggest feedback? Uh, no, I just call them when I'm upset with them. So. <laughs> Let them have it. There you go. All right. So 50 uh, upgrades they're claiming. We're not going to go through all of them because we don't have uh, hour-long episodes here. That's why some of you like us. We know that because you tell us. Um, so we're, we're going to keep it concise. We're going to go over the things that actually matter. One of the things that I found super interesting about this release for the summer 23 is the the rooms feature. There, there's a heading in this article that says introducing Airbnb rooms. And I'm over here going, introducing? Lucas, this has been around for a long time, hasn't it? It's literally what Airbnb got started as, is renting a couch or renting a room in somebody's house. That's right. And I'm like... You know, because here's the deal, guys. If you go way back to our first episode, we, we kind of jump into this whole topic and introduce ourselves to you guys and talk about what is Airbnb and what is VRBO, what is a vacation rental. And we tell you how Airbnb started. We tell you what VRBO is. It has been known for a very long time that VRBO is the, the place that has been around even longer than Airbnb. And it was known that if a person wanted to go to like an oceanfront area or up in the mountains somewhere and they wanted to rent a whole house uh it was known that you'd go to vrbo and 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 make a rental and you'd be in a home a whole house and then airbnb hit the scene and it was hey by the way you know shoot man don't need a whole house you just need a 
air mattress in someone's living room, they got you covered. It's 20 bucks a night, you know, uh, pay for that little, little stay here and then go about your business. And it evolved from there. Um, so I find it funny that they're coming back to their roots and that's exactly what they say in this article. The original, uh, idea of sharing a home offers two unique benefits. So what they're doing is they're, they're going back to their beginning and saying, Hey, by the way, we tried to compete with VRBL and we are competing with VRBL, but we didn't forget about you guys that are renting the little rooms. Um, so they're saying, you know, Hey, um, first off, uh, it's way cheaper. And I know that as a host, uh, the listings I have that are single rooms, I mean, I'm here to tell you guys as listeners, they're never vacant. People eat them up. If I could have a portfolio of 50 single rooms, yeah, there's a little more turnover room by room. I get that. But if I could have 50 of those in my portfolio, I'd take that over like, I don't know, 10 full houses easily, any day. The vacancy is zero. People always, always, always need a room for 25 to 40 bucks a night. I guarantee you that. Airbnb is claiming they have an average rental of 67 a night for a single room. I'm sure those numbers are skewed for an overall aggregate average of the whole country. Uh, but if you want to stay in Golden Valley, Minnesota, I got a room for you and it's about 35 bucks a night on the weekend. So that's, that's pretty cheap. You know what I'm saying? Um, Lucas, you did, you did room by room for a period of time as well in your portfolio a couple of years ago. Daniel. What were you going for there in Florida? Um, I was probably around $45 a night, 45 to 50 bucks a night. And I made way more money renting out my room than I did long-terming it out to people. And the people were, yep. you know, seven nights here, you know, yep. so two weeks, you know, but they were paying a significantly more money. And the best part about the room rental on Airbnb versus long-terming your room out to somebody that's going to live there is they don't grow roots in your house. They don't leave Good. a mess all over the place. Um, we've heard that before some significant upsides to, uh, not, not only are you likely to make more, uh, revenue, you do have the, you know, small overhead cost of furnishing the room and making it look nice, but you also end up holding yourself to a cleaner standard because your house has to be clean for them Oh gosh, yeah, as well. Absolutely. So your, your standard of living, you know, goes up, uh, based on you being a little bit more cleanly and, uh, hundred percent. 100%, 100%, totally yeah, agree with I, everything you said. I had, I had a lot of success with it, and uh, I've debated doing it at my the new house that I have. I just, uh, you know, I furnished both of those bedrooms to do rooms with it, uh, and then I just kind of never got around to it. Um, there's a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of hesitancy in living uh, by myself, so, you know, with the dog, but we have debated yeah. going back to it. I, I, I am strongly considering it, especially with the new rooms category that they have, um, Mm -hmm. to go straight after rooms. Mm -hmm. Well, as Airbnb is pointing out, um, the other thing that they're featuring as a benefit beyond the low cost is they're, they're saying that it's a great way to meet uh, your host and experience the city like a local. And I know what they mean by that because I've been doing this so long. Um, whether it's one of my other units that's, that's uh, nearby or, or, or whatever, or one of the rooms I rent, um, folks really do like asking me, you know, hey, look, uh, it's Friday night. I just flew in. I don't have anything to do till tomorrow. Where's a good restaurant? And I always got a recommendation for them. I can tell them where to go. They want to catch some live music. I know exactly where to send them. And they're going to they're gonna get exactly what they're looking for by asking me. Um, I'm very helpful that way. And you guys should be too as hosts. That goes without saying. But either way. Um, and what they're saying here is that because of the current economic environment, 
which, you know, I'm not trying to be a doomsday or somehow, you know, spread these rumors of recessions, but people want travel affordability. And if you're traveling alone and you pop into a hotel, hotels are getting their money. Okay. Like finding a room for under a hundred dollars used to be really easy, right? Like, and I've done a lot of impromptu traveling where I'm moving along the road and I don't really have a plan. And it was very easy to go, oh, well, I just need a place to crash, you know, tonight, 65, 70, 75, 80 bucks. I could pop into a spot pretty easily back in the day. It's getting harder and harder and harder to find a hotel for less than 100 even. Um, and that's a lot of money if all you're doing is kind of bouncing around. You know what I mean? It's a lot of dough to just sleep somewhere. So um, Airbnb is identifying this as a way that they should really highlight that because the demand will increase with uh, any slight economic downturn. Um, and like Lucas and I are pointing out, we think it's kind of fun that they're going right back to their roots in the first place. So what they're doing in this space to make it unique and different and make it better, they're introducing this thing they're calling the host passport. And Lucas and I have gone through these questions, uh, filled them out. They want you to, as a host, tell more about yourself. They want the guest to feel like they kind of know you before they get there. Um, in addition to that, they're adding a whole entire category for rooms, which I I, I, don't, I don't know if I said this out loud the last time we recorded one of these about new categories, but they had all these custom homes and interesting homes and weird homes. Remember that? And, and yeah. homes near national parks. But then I, I, I kind of did think to myself, like, what about the dudes that are just renting rooms? Like, where is it? Well, no, guess what? Got a rooms category now. So there you go. They've redesigned the filters around that. Um, so now you can actually look at a room and filter down from there. So in other words, is it just a room and a shared bathroom? Is it a room with a private bathroom? What am I getting with this room? You know what I mean? Um, so that helps people, uh, you know, pick the right environment that's going to work best for them. So one of the things as a host that I can't stand, I can't stand when somebody is, is told everything, in my opinion, they've been told in my listing what to expect. And they get to one of my listings and they're like, oh, well, we didn't know it was in a basement or we didn't know it was this. We didn't know that I couldn't this or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, these things are spelled out for you. Well, they're talking about filters now. So you can click on what you want and now there's going to be less confusion. Okay. That goes a long way for us as hosts to get that, that solid review because the person doesn't feel surprised one bit. My best example of being surprised by something was when I was in Boston I was talking to Lucas about this experience offline before the show. Um, I didn't find out until I got there. There was no parking at the unit whatsoever. I had to park like a quarter mile away in a public parking lot and walk to back to the space. And I couldn't believe that that was not shared with me. In the intro message, anything. Surprises will kill your reviews. And trust me, I did not leave a good review there. I couldn't. It was a horrible experience. <laughs> So there's that. Lucas, do you want to jump in? What other features of the of the release um, are striking you? Off the yeah, top I mean, here? so they have a transparent checkout list. Obviously, Airbnb has been in the national headlines with people asking ridiculous checkout processes. I think we had mm -hmm. an episode about it a couple episodes ago. But um, so now there's a transparent checkout process that you can send to people, uh, which is nice because in the episode that we talked about here, uh, several episodes ago, I said you need to make sure that your checkout procedure, if you do have one, is in your house rules. So make all your house rules mm -hmm. and then put out your checkout procedure at the bottom and, and line for line, whatever it is. That way they can't say, oh, we didn't know we had to do this. 
Um, right. Key word on then, the on the uh, release is before booking. They correct. see this before booking, and then most importantly, uh, during the review process, the guests can tell Airbnb about excessive requests. So if you guys think as hosts that you're going to get your guests to vacuum and dust and and polish up the unit before they leave. Uh, that's not happening anymore, and thank goodness, because those are ridiculous things to ask. You have a clean yeah. fee for a reason. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so another one of the, I mean, obviously we have transparent checkout lists now that you can, you know, guests will be able to see, I'm sure, by a little drop down, um, and you can add to them. Um, they're going to have lower monthly fees. I, I, I think that uh, Airbnb should, should redo this one, uh, but it says they've significantly reduced their guest service fees starting in the fourth month of a stay. Uh, you know, if you know somebody's going to, I'm not a fan. If you know somebody's going to stay that long, Airbnb should go out of their way to make sure that service fee is, is significantly lower than what it would be for people staying, yeah. you know, one night a week, two weeks, you know, you're getting a lot out of that person. And in the fourth month is just kind of like, yeah, it's nice that they're not going to bill you for a ridiculous amount of money uh, continuously. But, you know, if you know somebody wants to stay that long, it should not be uh, mm -hmm. considerably higher. I was telling Ryan and VRBO, if your stay is long um, or, or in comparison, if it's a, a high dollar amount stay, VRBO's uh, service fees uh, drop mm -hmm. through the roof. I mean, they just right. keep plummeting down for the guest. And I'm um, looking at one right now. I got a gal staying in uh, one of my units for basically the whole summer. She's just shy of four months and the total guest service fee uh was seven hundred forty six dollars and seventy three cents. Yeah. That down a guest paid let's just round up seven eight hundred bucks for four months. So seven hundred and fifty of that was a service fee. That that feels to me like that was a cap, like you were saying offline. It caps out. So there you go. That's it right there. Yeah. I mean, I, in, in the luxury vacation rental market, I see service fees that are like $1,500, $1,600 for a week. And, mm -hmm. and people just get absolutely, they get so mad. And I have to explain to them, it's, it it's, nothing, to, it's nothing to do with me, man. I mean, you got go, go, go to back to Airbnb. I mean, a 14% service fee on that is a little, uh, yeah. a little much. Um, a couple other things though here, we got some new features to make hosting easier for us. We can finally swipe to select dates, which has been a long time coming. Um, absolutely ridiculous as it hasn't existed till now. So if you're all familiar, uh, when you're on your phone trying to change out quick things, um, you used to have to independently select every single date you wanted to do. So if you wanted to, if you wanted to change the price on the whole month, you have to click it 31 times for all days. So now you can just swipe all these dates, which makes life significantly easier and then you can do a bunch of other stuff with that. Uh, you can change minimum nights, you can change the price, and you can do several other things uh, right there on your phone that you didn't used to be able to. You used to be able to you know, go back into the pricing and availability side of things and change it that way. Um, mm -hmm. One of the big things that Ryan and I already talked about, there's now red receipts. So anytime you read somebody's message, they know you've read it. And anytime they send you a message and you've read it, they know that you've read their message. Um, <laughs> So that's kind, that of, goes... uh, that's kind of late too. that. I mean, about time, because listen, yeah. these people, these guests can try and claim I, well, I didn't get your message. Oh, I'm just reading this now. Well, not anymore. If I said, Hey, you're being too loud and the neighbor's complaining and you click it and you open it. Now I freaking know you heard me now knock it off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. They can't. It's so a double-edged sword. For me. I like it's that. A, it, 
it's a double-edged sword so i can't i can't read their message and think about things now but uh, <laughs> uh you know um click on your toes it, folks <laughs> yeah it's it's good it's good that way uh, obviously hosts are gonna be able to see the total price including the guest service fee i know they changed that during the last release so uh, guests could see their total pricing. Um, they did receive some national headline flack for that. Uh, but otherwise, a lot of these are good. You know, they have that host passport program. They want people to know more about you as a host. Um, yeah. And uh, my understanding is they also have new co-host permissions, which is going to be a big thing. Hosts can now have permissions for full access to the calendars or partial mm. access. Um, That'll change uh, people like you a little bit when the uh, actual property owner wants to be the host. And then they can make you a co-host. You won't be lacking any abilities that you would have only had if you were the host. Yeah. So now you can also do payouts for hosts. So you can give them a percentage of each booking or a fixed mm -hmm. amount. So, nice. you know, that'll, that'll probably come into play for people who are say like, for example, I met a couple the other day that have a property in Park City, Utah, and they have a co-host out there, you know, instead of paying, maybe they have a contract rate with her, but they would have had to have that. You know, and, and VRBO doesn't have this. So then it kind of still is a headache because you have one big site that does and one big site that doesn't. Um, yep. But co-host payouts just allow uh, you to pay your co-host immediately from funds instead of them waiting on it. They automatically get a percentage or a yeah. fixed amount. Um, yeah. But very good. Otherwise, I think the summer release is a, a pretty big success. I think there's a lot of stuff on here that I'm going to enjoy going through and and figuring out. And I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that's going to end up helping us out as hosts. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I do think that they are, um, you know, as a company, they're having some growing pains here because they're in a whole nother level of growth. They're, at, they're operating at another level as a publicly traded company. Um, we're going to have a whole nother episode about some of that other stuff um, as far as what, what they're dealing with for challenges. But I think as we move forward, they are doing the same. They are moving forward and things are getting better as we go. And it is nice to feel heard. And I do believe they are making an effort. So that's my overall opinion as far as, uh, the, the way things are progressing. And I think it's in a forward and upward direction. So uh, with that, uh, as always, uh, make sure you like and subscribe and um, rate the rate the podcast if you haven't already. And uh, in the meantime, you know the deal. Be the best host you can be and go get that money. Go get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.